The Bible Study Podcast, episode 437. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Matthew with chapter 14. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with the Gospel of Matthew with chapter 14, starting in verse 1. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the reports about Jesus, and he said to his attendants, This is John the Baptist. He has risen from the dead. That is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Now Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in prison because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. For John had been saying to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered John a prophet. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for the guests and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he ordered that her request be granted and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl who carried it to her mother. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. This is an interesting side story that's going on at the same time that Jesus is doing his ministry. And Jesus, remember, has been teaching a lot of parables recently. And we've been seeing a lot about the kingdom of heaven. Remember a lot of those parables where the kingdom of heaven is like. And then we jump back with this very jarring story about a kingdom that is very unheavenly. And John the Baptist has been giving Herod the Tetrarch a hard time. Herod, one of the many sons, called Herod from Herod the Great by a number of different wives. I think he had at least four different wives. Herod has been sleeping with his brother's wife, and John calls him on it. And so John gets arrested. But Herod didn't want to do anything with John, even though he has arrested him to keep him quiet. He didn't really want to put him to death because he was afraid of the people. So he ends up doing it anyway, and he ends up doing it for the most ridiculous reasons because he gave an oath in the other Gospels, tell us he tells this girl who danced so well, I will give you up to half my kingdom. It's a frivolous oath. It's ill-considered, as was his decision to sleep with his brother's wife. This is the son of the king who kills the children in Bethlehem because they're a threat to him. And while Herod the Tetrarch doesn't challenge his father in terms of both cruelty or greatness, either either side, he's not Herod the Great, he makes this oath and he keeps it and kills John the Baptist to please this girl who has danced for him. It's a ridiculous way for John to be killed. It's a ridiculous way for it to end. But I have to wonder, do I ever make foolish promises like this? Do I ever do things just because I'm afraid what will happen, what people will say about me if I don't? Because that's what Herod's problem is, right? Is He's not bold enough to kill John just because he wants to kill John. Because he's afraid what people will say. But then he does it for the silliest of reasons because he's afraid of what people will say if he breaks this ridiculous oath to this girl. What should our North Star be? What should our compasses be pointing to? How little should we care about what people will say? And then we go back to Jesus. And in contrast, we get this. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place 
Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away, so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have only five loaves and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and two fish, looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those, the number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. So John dies. We, we're told the disciples of John went and buried the body and then went and told Jesus. So this news is very fresh when Jesus hears it, that his cousin, John the Baptist, has been killed. Been killed in this ridiculous way. Been killed for standing up for what is right and what is wrong. And so he withdraws to pray. He withdraws to a solitary place. He doesn't want to be with people. One of his largest Miracles. One of the miracles that the crowds later on will learn want to make him king because of this miracle, the feeding of the 5,000 and 5,000 men plus women and children. So it's really the feeding of the 5,000 plus. This all happens at a time when Jesus just wanted to be alone. Jesus didn't get up that morning and say, I think I'll go feed 5,000. Let's gather around a crowd. He went with his disciples to a solitary place so he could be alone and grieve the loss of John. And in the midst of that, the people come and they track him down and it says Jesus had compassion. Jesus needed a day off. Jesus needed to not be doing this today. But the the people needed him more. The people needed to hear from Jesus. The people needed to see mighty signs and wonders. And so Jesus teaches them. He sits them down and he teaches them and he teaches them and he teaches them until it gets to the point where the disciples are, you know, Jesus, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere here. There's not a nearby place to eat. Why don't we wrap this up? Why don't we send them on their way? And Jesus then does something different. Why don't you give them something to eat? Well, Jesus, we only have five loaves and two fish, and we learn that in his hands, what we have is enough. In his hands, what has been given us is enough to accomplish what he desires us to do. And that's a powerful lesson that's something important for us to learn, I think, as a life lesson is that God doesn't call us to do things he doesn't equip us to do. But on the other hand, sometimes when we look in our own hands and we look at what we're capable of and we look at what we have, we think that we can't possibly accomplish what God wants for us to do. And it's interesting the way that Jesus does this miracle because he has people sit down they're anticipating food. The disciples, this has got to be a tough time to be a disciple. They start distributing food, and they know how much they have. You got 12 disciples. They split five loaves and two fish between 12 disciples, and they start handing out food. 
at the time they hand out the first piece of food, my picture is here that they still know they've got five loaves and two fish, and they have to start anyway because Jesus tells them to. Now, remember that Herod was doing all these things because he was afraid he would look foolish. He was afraid he would look weak. He was afraid of what people would think. Think of the disciples as they start handing out food that they know is only going to last two or three people, but doesn't. They have to start with what they've been given. And they start and they start handing out food and they hand out food. And I wonder how long it was till they noticed they hadn't run out of food. There had to be a moment where they started to wonder and there had to be a moment where they started to look at each other and there had to be a moment where they started to look at each other and to laugh just crazy silly. This is amazing what we're seeing going on. Can you believe it? And there had to be a moment where they were in awe and wonder. Because they realized at some time in the middle of this miracle, they realized it was a miracle. When they started, they just knew they were being faithful to what they'd been told to do. That they were being faithful with what they'd been given. And that's all we're called to do either. To step out when we're called to step out. To give when we're called to give. To be obedient when we're called to be obedient with whatever God has given us, and it will be enough. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.